Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So one of the things that all these subjects, sex relationships, monogamy, intimacy, marriage, etc., a lot of what we're building towards is understanding that the way in which we know love, have, have associated with love, have played with love and everything, I mean, all the games are finished. We're coming to a place where we will not be able to play in those games anymore. Well, there, there just won't be any more energy to support it. Energy outside of us or inside of us? Both. Well, it makes sense because in my olden times, like the person who was the most attractive was like the most aloof and the most careless, as in didn't care very much and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And now actually it's not that way around at all. It's the people who know who they are, who are open with their feelings, Mm -hmm. who can stand in their own light. Mm -hmm. That's what's attractive. And Mm -hmm. we've said this in a previous episode this season is that unconditional love is the most attractive thing that we can be Mm -hmm. because humans naturally want what they feel they lack Hmm. and if the one thing that people really do lack is unconditional love so if you're able to exhibit that for yourself you naturally become much more attractive Hmm. and that's not playing games or acting cool because that's got a different vibe to it Mm -hmm. it's different if you don't want to speak to someone because you're just not interested yeah because they've really taken the piss over and over again and you just don't want to engage anymore or you're not speaking to them because you want them to really miss you and you want them to send that second text or whatever else like Mm -hmm. I have to be honest and say, I barely notice if someone double texts me. I don't actually notice. If I see the second one, but oh, fuck, I didn't reply to the first. I don't think, ooh, they care a lot. They texted (laughs) twice. You know what I mean? They're so eager. Exactly. I don't really think about anything like that. It would not dawn on me. No, it it just wouldn't, but it would have, right? Or I'm so glad I didn't message them because now they've messaged me again. They must really like me. I've got them in the palm of my hand. All these like weird power play games and stuff. Like none of that fucking works. No. And it actually doesn't because in the end, all you end up doing is creating this kind of like weird dynamic where someone's the master and someone's a slave at any one point and it constantly oscillates so you're vying for power that doesn't quite work so we've talked about love since season three well season three was called love in action the reality is that with every passing month and year the closer to 2025 we get the less of the love bullshit we can really play in is right this linked to the doomsday episode we recorded in no season it's 12? not it has okay. nothing to do with doomsday this is not love And its evolution and our understanding around it has nothing to do with doomsday predictions. Fine, fine. Right? So it has more to do with like love bullshit is like, you know, to exist, we need love. We need it reflected back to us. Or in order to thrive, we need love, you know, within us. While that all sounds good, the reality is we just need love. And that love comes from being the most expanded version of ourselves possible. So if you define love as shining our light for others to see or in the foundations of love you know as we've discussed recently trust faith hope and knowing which is also the pillars of trust but they're Mm -hmm. also the foundations of love yeah effectively what you're exercising is i can give myself permission to make a choice and it will be the best choice for me Mm -hmm. right that's effectively it and the best choice for me part is love Mm. right because you are shining your light 
through your choices Mm -hmm. and allowing the results of those choices to come and be reflected back at you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's very confusing or very clear. Clear to me, but I don't know if I'm the standard. (laughs) Not really your target audience. Um, Effectively, every time we give ourselves permission to be ourselves, fully Mm -hmm. ourselves, whatever that looks like, whether it is having sex in the toilet of a random club at three Mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning, like the episode before, whether it is allowing someone else to see us so we can create intimacy, mm-hmm. is whether it is seeing someone else so we can also create intimacy, <laughs> you know, not looking at other people as just our redemption or our punishment, exactly. actually forging connections with other people, all of that is effectively us being able to sit in our light, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because it's saying, I am me, you are you, but in this moment, we're us. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with the games or the bullshit. It has nothing to do with self-love either. And it doesn't have anything to do with, oh, love is being reflected back to me and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just, I am love. Therefore, in this moment, I'm experiencing it. The minute you have, like, self-love or you have passing tests or having to act cool or these are the rules or I'm just going to all the basically just open TikTok for about 30 <laughs> seconds. These are the reasons why he doesn't reply to you. These are the reasons why he does. This is the reasons what you can do about it. This is mm-hmm. what spell you have to cast, like all that crap. Oh, and by see. the way, it all depends on your astrology. Yeah. yeah. And, and when, it, when <laughs> in the world it that. is and what the moon is doing, mm-hmm. then actually you're not in your power. Mm-hmm. So you're not in your divinity as you would call it. But for me, it's just you're not being able to, you're not free enough to make your own choices. So really, for me, if you talk about what's love, it's freedom. Yeah. Because I am free to be me because I allow myself to be free Mm. to be me. Therefore, I allow my light to be defined by me and shine as me. Yeah. That's it. Whoever I connect to from that space, we will be in love because I am. Mm. I like that. That's on an individual level. Yeah. But how does that on a... On a more collective level, how does what well, are people just agreeing with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, it has to do with two things, right? Again, these later episodes, these eight episodes of the season, have everything to do with how do we elevate everything that we set up in the first twelve. And so, this way, we're really offering a very broad perspective, as we often do when it comes to understanding where we are in terms of healing, separation, and stuff. So. The reason why we really won't be able to engage in the games and the stories around love have to do with, first of all, the tethers that keep love practical and necessary are becoming untied at the very top, right? So you don't need to get married. You don't need to have kids. You don't need to be with someone in order to live a life. You don't need to be with someone in order to have a home. Like all these things don't exist anymore. Is yeah. that what you mean? Exactly. Like you I live practically. Yeah, exactly. Or like I live. I don't have to pretend to be in love to survive. Or I don't have to Mm. be in love to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or settle to be with someone and tell myself it's love to survive. Yeah. And that's because separation is close to hitting its apex, which really, ideally, even at the time of this recording, is mid-2024. Will it be by the time this comes out? Because I'm... No, it'll be before... This comes out before. No, no. What I mean is, will it still be mid-2024? By the time this comes out, we don't know yet. But we're pretty confident because everybody's acting very separation-y. <laughs> Everyone's doing a good job with that. <laughs> and what does that mean to hit an apex of separation? As in, 
all the polarities and all those and everything that keeps that underpin separation will have just will have choked on it. Okay. Right. We'll have seen pretty much. I don't know if it's possible to see everything about separation and its ugliness, but we'll have seen enough, enough to make a choice. Okay. So secondly, the energetic bonds that are needed to maintain our innate survival are dissipating. So as we come into a stronger relationship to ourselves, and that's what you were talking about, like as I'm free to define what my life means for me, and I'm free to make all the choices that are necessary for me, right? And those tap into my survival, but those also tap into my desires. So it's not just about our survival needs, it's also about our desires, it's about our wants and where all of that fits in because I'm doing this from a place, the full body consciousness or higher consciousness, we won't need, again, to enter into relationships for purely for our own benefit, but everything then becomes of mutual benefit. But then what happens to all the relationships that you were already in mm-hmm. that weren't from this place of kind of mutual benefit? Well, they'll either evolve or they won't. And that's really important because, you know, the sad reality is that we spent 2020 to 2022 or beyond breaking up with all those bonds that kept us tethered to those survival How can you tell if a bond is a survival-based bond that's going to break or one that isn't? Is there a way of telling? Just ask yourself, can I live without this? If the answer is yes to everything, because if you're totally in your power... No, because some anything. really won't be able to answer that, honestly. And if they can't live without something, then it's then a bad Then think rod. carefully about why. And, you know, that all that time of just breaking those bonds that kept us tethered to those survival-based relationships. It's and just, that could just be other people, but it could also be other things as well, like relationships oh yeah. to our jobs, relationships to Absolutely. ourselves, relationships to In the meta way. And it wasn't just to completely, as we said, sort of this ending of separation isn't to destroy the world full stop, but it was in order to build it back up in a harmonious it's a bit like being in a relationship with someone and you love them and they love you, but for some reason you guys just aren't fucking gelling. So you go away, find find yourselves, come back together, and all of a sudden you can you're different people. Yeah. So you can refind your balance together in a much better way. Yeah. It's a bit like that. Ideally. But in like a Ideally. bigger scale. Or you just when you're away, find someone else who you fit better. <laughs> basically. Whatever it is, it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. As oneness is, right? But it's not easy, as you you know, you pointed out, it's not easy to kind of go through a sort of breaking down and breaking up because it's a process, right? It What's comes in phases. Part of this process is we build up to it. Yeah. You build up, you deal with one issue, you get a break, you take on another one, and each time that's how you come into consciousness. And that's what this karmic undoing process has been, right? In order to bring about an end to separation. Because once we become conscious enough to come into oneness with ourselves, we can bring that oneness into the world. And if that doesn't make sense to you, which is fine, in quick summary, it's effectively every time something happens that sucks, everything time that happens that's shit, every time you're forced to confront another part of where you're giving your power away, mm-hmm. you then have the chance to take it back. Yeah. Right. And then taking it back, taking it back, eventually get to a place where you are oneness with in oneness in yourself, which means you are able to listen to all your bodies, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual, and navigate the world from a harmonious place where all four are working together. Mm. Right. And when you are in oneness, it also means because naturally of how you've gotten to get there, you're in compassion, you have respect, 
you there are a lot of things that come with being in oneness which means that as you navigate the world from that oneness place you bring more oneness into the world mm. and inspire others to be in oneness too exactly. and that is how you serve and when we bring oneness into the world is when we can bring in a new kind of love into the world. Okay, I don't even know what Ta-da! that means. But is this to, so it's, it's not shining our light for others well, to see? So as we explained, it's not romance, right? It's not any of those kind of conventional relationshipy versions that are just out there and still we're, we're all just, we haven't apparently choked on it enough, yeah. right? That we're still consuming it. Like, um, I don't know. I'm just, but I, I, do this, in, I, I just, I just got this image though of like a hot dog eating contest. Like yeah. we can still keep going. And yeah. I'm just like, at what point are we just going to realize it's not good for us? That it's shining our light for the world to see, right? So we're in, so in spiritual speak, right? You gave normal Rhea speak and in spiritual speak, it's experiencing our most divine selves. So that when we do that, the light is beamed out of us. And that happens when we're living our purposefully having gone through the majority of our karmic undoing process and fully conscious, although perhaps not in higher consciousness, one could hope, but it's, it's, but, it's okay. But basically what we're saying is getting to love, capital L love, is not unattainable. You have to know yourself enough to be able to appreciate yourself enough mm-hmm. and be able to express yourself enough. In one of the previous episodes, we were talking about, you know, knowing, owning, expressing, mm-hmm. right? So it's the expressing. You don't have to be fully expressing but you have to be expressing yourself enough to know that you're worth expressing <laughs> effectively in the shortest version, right? Yeah. But now here we are, season 10. Okay. We have pulled everyone through season three love. We have discussed fate. We can create magic and we can begin to understand bliss. I think we've, fl- we've thrown bliss in somewhere already. Yeah. And so here we go. I'm going to blah, blah this and you're going to be like, okay, so... Okay. Because no, I'm not redefining love, but we're expanding on it because as our consciousness expands, so too must all of our definitions. I mean, maybe not all because... One the, hopes. Well, the divine is the divine. Oh, okay. That one stays the <laughs> same. It does. <laughs> so speaking of the divine, love from the most expanded place possible when we come into bliss is when we are the divine in body. Yeah. And we're living and breathing the divine. I mean, I can, I'm trying to straight say this with a straight face because you're looking at me, so I don't want to look at you. I'm just going to hold my hands up. <laughs> we're the divine in body. We're breathing and living the divine as well as true unadulterated passion for the world and even its inhabitants. So it's only possible when we understand, when we understand our place among the all. Are you joking? <laughs> I'm not fucking joking. <laughs> I kind of wish I was, but I'm not. And it was like like, really cool (laughs) when I did it. Were you really happy? When I saw that, I was like, oh, I totally get that. And I just felt it in my heart. And I was like, yes. But I was like, oh, Ray is going to like have a field day. Well, yeah, because we've said divine three times in here. We've said the all once. (laughs) Like it's like you've taken all the words that you've been slowly piecemealing over the past like 10 seasons, put them all in one sentence and gone, da-da, and expect me to go, Kumbaya, my lord. Um, I just don't even know what to say. So basically, all you're saying, in other words, is when you're really fucking in love with your life, because you're really fucking in love with yourself, and you're fucking in love with the world, and you're fucking in love with everything. Yeah. And so you're like, I am everything. Everything is me. Fuck, it's all love everywhere. This is a new definition of love. No. No, you um, you got to take it up about four notches. Four more there. notches from there. Yeah. I'm also in love with the divine. I, I am, am the divine. I'm so divine. I've created this world. But even more than that, Rhea, it's I am 
as powerful as the divine because that's what we miss what we're failing to convey and this is not easy because this is experiential right and which is one of the reasons why we talk about sex so much because you can almost feel like the divine when you have a really great sex because you're feeling that connected that turned on that powerful right and that's why we also had that like you said in that episode about divine expression what was it owning expressing knowing owning and expressing knowing owning and expressing so when you're in this place of love when you recognizing that you are the divine as the divine whatever and then connect and just from that place it is so expanded i mean that's pretty much the place you're getting to like that's the ultimate like that's your apex of love and that's as far as we can go in this lifetime yeah and can everyone get there? No, because not everyone's here for that. Anybody who desires it, yes. But there are people here who are here only for separation. So the answer is no. So apart from those people? Then anyone with a desire to, yes. Okay, fine. Yes. Um, so is there a way of explaining it that, that's very nice. Is there a way of explaining it not in the words of the divine and the all? Is there another way of saying it? This isn't going to satisfy you, Rhea, but it would be, can you hold everything as in all of creation in your heart can you be big enough to carry that within you i guess i guess all of this is just really hard because it's a feeling Mm -hmm. so like it's that feeling like i'm so happy i could burst times a million basically Mm -hmm. but but i will i know i won't burst because i have all the room for it Yeah. yeah yeah that i can take it all in and even more so when you talked about like can everyone get there you know the one thing that I saw was, this is really future generations, the ability to come in with an open heart and keep that heart open. Because actually we spent so long getting back to our open hearts that a lot of life has passed us by and our bodies have decayed and mm-hmm. we can't, we don't have that long left to be in that space or get there. No, but we have enough, we have enough capacity that we can hold that space for younger generations. <laughs> You're like... Who cares? Yeah. But how would we get to this space if we wanted to? Very simple. Just three things. And I'll tell you, I'm just going to lay it out and we can explain or not. It's really to me like whatever, which is compassion, trust, and purpose. So compassion is zero judgment because judgment keeps everything in separation, right? So trust is the ability to hold on to our own truth, right? And and that's love effectively. Because it's... Trust, faith, hope, and knowing is all yeah, the four pillars of trust. It's the four pillars of trust. Yeah. That no so matter. Fa- that's why you call them the foundation of love. Mm-hmm. Because it's the foundation of love, literally. Right. Yeah. So as the world is falling down around us, as we're really confronting separation and all of its ugliness, we can still hold on to the truth that we are love, we are the divine, whatever gets you through. Okay. That it's going to be okay. And purpose. As we've said throughout various seasons, the more attuned and the the more we are attuned in living out our purpose, the more we can grasp a larger worldview and our place in it. So if we're here to serve, right, our purpose is all for everyone, our purpose is to serve. And if I am embedded in that purpose, as in I live and breathe that purpose, right? It doesn't matter. My purpose is not necessarily dependent on where I live. You know, I'm off in New York. I'm going to be serving. You and I are still going to continue to do this work. I'm always going to do the best of my ability because it comes from me. It is who I am. So as long as I'm doing that, there's going to be a ton of noise and bullshit around me. 
whatever. It doesn't have anything to do with me. Fine. And it doesn't have to inter- interfere with the way I serve. Because also I think service, you know, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, not just the connotations of it, but even our understanding of it is quite skewed. Mm. Because it, service could be as simple as making a beautiful song that helps people be happy. Yeah. Service could be... Or feel all their emotions so they can heal. Exactly, yeah, or that one. <laughs> service could be just being one more happy person in a world where scale is important, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Serve could be keeping an open heart and open mind so people who cross your path learn that from you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this tangible, I am serving by going into the Amazonian jungle and removing any piece of plastic for the rest of my life and because of my service I will never meet anyone or speak to anyone and I will die sad lonely and miserable but know that I served it's that's not how it works no because service isn't a isn't an act of redemption it's which joy it is and the thing is is that I've definitely noticed this and I've said this before in older podcasts for sure I am at my best and I can be the best when I'm happy Mm-hmm. right otherwise I'm too drowning in my own shit and I'm just looking for ways to get out of it or distracting myself from it or whatever else but also when I'm really happy you I naturally want to share that happiness with others mm-hmm. so I'm the kind of person if I find something cool I want and it works for me and someone says oh I like your nails for example I'll tell them exactly where I got them done exactly what the colors are I want to share my joyful experience with them mm-hmm. right so even if it's just like I'm really happy in whatever it is and I want to just share that happiness with someone. It's like it's almost like the thing about service that I think we forget when we hear it is that actually when it's when we are a happy, joyful place, i.e., in this place that you're discussing, divine blah blah, not blah blah, but you know what I mean. I totally understand. Yes, I get it. It's natural. Mm-hmm. You naturally want to share it. Mm-hmm. You naturally want to see how far your light can go. Yeah. You na- it naturally comes out of you. It's not an obligation. It's not a checklist it's not something that's anything like that it's just oh my god can I just share my happiness with you and I will enjoy my happiness more if you are happy also but your happiness isn't my happiness isn't dependent upon that I can just share it yeah and that was great for me and that was awesome and whatever you do with yours isn't going to make mine less happy. No, but also you run with that. Mm. And I won't need feedback. Mm. I won't ask you, well, how'd your nails come out? <laughs> no, I forgot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it just it just keeps going. Yeah. And you just keep spreading it. And maybe that person will take that recommendation and share it with another, right? Yeah. Whatever it is. We can move yeah. on from or nails maybe and they, move on maybe to they restaurants. <laughs> maybe they won't take the recommendation for themselves, but someone else will say, oh, I really need this. Well, actually, I remember. Yeah. You never know where you will go the impact you have Mm -hmm. all you can do is do what you love and what feels right to you and that's where your job stops Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean it keeps going but it doesn't mean no i mean anything and the younger generations they do this naturally it is organic it is organic the desire to share the desire to consume the desire to listen i mean yes we all you know we might consider it mimicry we might sort of scoff at certain ideas where they're just like oh there's like no original thought Mm. but understand that when was the last time there was ever original thought when was the last time there was ever really original content or that there were like mind-blowing they can't be because if everyone's so worried about everyone else thinks they're going to do what they think other people like we haven't really been in a position to create original thought or content because we haven't allowed ourselves to be original 
No, not in ages. So So we're constantly recycling no matter what. But at least there's new ways of doing that. There's at least... Well, that's what growth and evolution is, isn't it? It's not becoming entirely new new people. It's about becoming refined versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And giving ourselves permission to experiment in order to figure out what that means. And kudos to the younger people for allowing themselves to do that and Mm. for trying to ignore (laughs) a lot of the people who try to shut them down. But... In any case, the more you recognize that ability, as you said, the ability to share, the ability to be and give yourself the most expanded experiences possible and to not be apologetic about it, you're well on your way to being love. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.